Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the Cabrigal clan of the Darug Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land we are meeting on today. We also pay our respects to the elders past, present and future of the Darug Nation. Hey friends, welcome to our podcast, A Seat at Our Table. Candid conversations about our Asian Australian experiences in the creative industry. I'm Tracy. I'm Wendy. We We saved saved you a seat. seat. Come Come join join us. Hi everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a very, very special guest, Eileen Ho. She's an artist who explores the reinvention of old materials by layering ideas around sustainability and waste. She founded Artist Apparel in 2021, and since its launch, it continues to inspire individuals to support ethical and slow fashion production. Welcome, Eileen. Thank you. Welcome. Wow. That was such a wonderful introduction. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for you know sitting with us. Thank you for joining our podcast. We can't wait to kind of hear more about your story. Um, can you start off with telling us about yourself? You know, briefly introduce who you are, where you grew up, your cultural background. Yeah, perfect. Um, so as Tracy mentioned, my name is Eileen Ho. Um, I was born in Australia in a very sunny city called the Gold Coast. Mm. Uh, and then around 2015, I moved to Melbourne um, to kind of explore my arts and kind of cultural uh, desires and kind of interests. Um, it didn't take off. Uh, in terms of our creative interests until probably around after maybe six or seven years after moving to Melbourne. But yeah, I come from a family of um, Taiwanese and Hong Kong descent. And yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell of where I've come from. Do you speak Cantonese at home? I do not. I can speak Mandarin, but not fluently. Uh, okay. Yeah. I ask because I speak Cantonese. So oh, that's so cool. It's always, it's always <laughs> nice finding other people who speak Cantonese. No, um, I get that question a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious to know um, why Melbourne, since you grew up in Gold Coast, did you move to Melbourne for like a very specific reason? Yeah, that's a good question. I honestly, at the time... Um, I had a lot of things to kind of escape to, from uh, in the Gold Coast. Gold Coast is very different back then to the way that it's developed now. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in a way it was kind of my justification of moving to the Australian version of New York without actually <laughs> having the funds <laughs> to move yeah. to the actual New York. Because I think I moved here with only probably like $1,500 um wow yeah and I had no job lined up uh before I moved here and yeah I just kind of needed to get out yeah yeah and that's super brave yeah and then you talked about (laughs) kind of you pursuing art and taking what did you say six to seven years for it to kind of kick off so what's what was the journey there like how did you get into art why did you decide to pursue it and what was your journey like yeah well uh, so I have been doing art in in the general sphere uh, since I was a little kid, ever since I can remember. And I used to do a lot of different craft projects, anything from drawing uh, to painting to sculpturing to hand sewing uh, to beadwork. And then I think around, actually around maybe beginning of high school, I stopped um, mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of influences around me 
that kind of showed me that a creative path was possible. Uh, so I kind of drilled in to all the science and math subjects. Mm. I did not graduate uh, with a high school certificate because <laughs> I failed almost every class. And then I kind of just decided I just, I think I did try to dip my toes back into creativity by studying digital media, but didn't quite work out. Um, and then I think I just kind of winged it in life. I was just <laughs> working low-income jobs in hospitality and um, ended up doing odd jobs here and there uh, just to try to find myself in a way. And, you know, being in Melbourne really helped that journey, um, probably quickened it a lot. Um, mm. And there were moments where I could have, kind of pursued something creative but I always kind of got shut down by my um imposter syndrome and my mm. subconscious and uh yeah it kind of leads me to last year where I kind of had my final straw of all the jobs that I had worked in the years prior and um I got I ended up getting fired from my last job which was uh, kind of like a call center job but for mm. the medical field and I I got fired not because of any COVID related reason but purely because uh, I was just really bad <laughs> or just I lacked a lot of passion in that job right. and yeah. yeah I just had to funnel all my kind of rage <laughs> <laughs> into something finally into something creative and that's kind of how Artist Apparel was born yeah yeah what an incredible story I, I just feel like not a lot of people would be so uh honest and vulnerable in sharing your story so thank you so much for sharing that with us I think we can resonate a lot with um what you were saying about not having examples of people in the industry or examples of how we can get into the industry and I think your journey to creating artist apparel is a really unique one um I know Tracy provided a little bit of an introduction but do you want to tell us what artist apparel was all about and how you started that 100% uh so you already know a bit of the beginning of how it started um I essentially got an idea I think at that time Either it was from Pinterest or somewhere in, in social media uh, to hand paint jeans. So that's kind of mm. how I started. I just sourced these secondhand jeans from op shops. And then I, I started to learn about fabric paint. I started to learn about different techniques. And I just started <laughs> painting um, on these jeans that... I had no kind of direction or no kind of um, intention behind them other than to see if they could sell. And mm. slowly but surely, I kind of tapped into realising that a lot of the art that I make naturally comes back to mental health um, uh, because I've got lived experiences of depression and anxiety and I know a lot of people in just the broader community um, struggle with mental health. So it was a way for me to kind of start 
something not only that was of my own, but could also give back or spread a message. So the fundamental core value of Artist Apparel is to create awareness, but also start healthy conversations around mental health, because especially in minority communities, um, such as the Asian community, it can be quite stigmatized and it can be um, kind of unheard of. There are a lot of countries out there that don't really acknowledge that mental health is existent or even something to be treated like a physical illness would. And it was really important for me to kind of give back as well. So 20% of all profits that I make with Artist Apparel also goes back into mental health organisations. So some of the mental health organisations that I've supported so far are ones in Australia, such as Beyond Blue and Headspace Australia. And I try to continue to uh, support as many, yeah, mental health organisations in a little bit of a disorganised way, but it's, <laughs> it's getting there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember following you. I feel like when you maybe just first started yes. doing it. And it's so like so nice to see how I feel like Artist Apparel has really picked up in the last like year or month or ever since I started following you. And it's so cool to see. I feel like when I first saw you, I remember like the statements you were making through your pieces. It's like opening up the conversation about mental health. And it's almost like putting things that people think about but never talk about in clothing where people can be loud and proud about it and open conversations about it and I think it's really really cool um when, since starting Artist Apparel I guess has it opened up more conversations with you personally and other people around mental health and how has it changed your relationship with the, the topic so I started doing markets um in the last two months and I found that through doing the markets I've been able to meet some really really interesting people for instance, last week I was able to meet um, a counsellor. So the counsellor, when they came to kind of look at my clothing, they they had this kind of instant resonance mm. to, to the clothing and the messages that the clothing had on them. And mm. it just started a whole conversation about um, what it's like to be for her as a counsellor and kind of the message that she kind of wants to share. Uh, I also have a friend uh, that has purchased from me in the past uh, and that friend works as a art teacher for a high school and it's kind of like the small things that mm. make a difference. Um, just having even that friend say, hey, I'm going to wear this a shirt of yours on Are You Okay Day um, to kind of spread awareness to the children. I think that in itself is so subtle. Um, mm. But, yeah, it means a lot. And just having those kind of small little interruptions, I think, during mm. the day as well can make people think um, and kind of really check in with themselves as well. Yeah, that's really cool what your friend is doing, especially I feel like in high school, mental health is such a big topic that people might not talk about but struggle with. So it's really mm. cool to, you know, have a forum where she's able to kind of yeah, start the conversation with students as well. Yeah. I feel like you 
when you were talking about your story, you expressing that you really liked, you know, art growing up and throughout your entire childhood. And now that you've created artist apparel, it's almost like you're pursuing art, but with a different purpose. Um, how has this changed, I guess, your perspective on like pursuing a career in art? So I kind of always believe in jumping headfirst into whatever opportunities are given to you. And I know not everyone has that kind of learning style, but for me personally, I've been able to grow as an individual by doing a lot of things that would make me uncomfortable. Um, Mm. So I definitely knew from a young age as well, I didn't love the idea of being (laughs) a nine-to-five worker Mm. or... yeah. Just, just being someone else's employee, and that was something that was developed probably around my late teens, or was quite noticeable in my late teens of when finances became something important to survival, or even just leisure. And I will say, artist apparel is not the first business I've run. I think I've done about six to seven side hustles wow. since artist apparel, and I think a lot of these businesses, even though I wasn't really passionate about or didn't last, I definitely built a lot of skill sets, a lot of tenacity, uh, a work ethic from those side hustle slash businesses that I created and. Naturally, I've always kind of had this inner urge in me to help people. Uh, Mm. I think a lot of people grow up that way. They Mm. have kind of a mission to help people in life. And for some reason, I, I couldn't get over the fact that I didn't have good enough grades to become a doctor. And (laughs) being an artist just wasn't... For some reason, in my mind, it just didn't feel like it was enough to contribute to the world. Since then, I've been able to meet an incredible amount of friends and just influences around me that did kind of change my point of view of art and how it can influence people, but in a different sense, in a, in a more emotional and aesthetic approach, mm. which is something... I guess I never grew up thinking that was possible. And yeah, I've always wanted to also have a dream of creating a nonprofit or kind of an alternative education organization. So, in a way, Artist Powell is a stepping stone of that or a, a starting point of that mm. as well. Yeah, out of kind of all the different impacts or causes you want to kind of pursue why did you choose like mental health and why is that important to you personally yeah great question I personally grew up in quite a toxic household so up to the age I was 17 um I didn't have the best relationship with my mom and my brother and it was just just the three of us in the home Mm. and I went through about three years of severe depression where Mm. I was on and off antidepressants 
Um, mm. This was also around the time I was failing all my subjects, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I think I look back and even though I could say I wish I had a supportive family, I definitely didn't. Uh, and also friends, I think at the time, they didn't really understand why I would cry. Because um, mm. when you're severely depressed, you just you just cry at random. You don't you don't have this kind of filter where you can just mm. keep it in. And I would have friends that would say I was crying for attention. Um, my family would just kind of ignore me <laughs> when. I was going through something and I think I needed a lot of support and I wasn't I wasn't really getting that and I did see psychologists and psychiatrists over the years and looking back they weren't the best fit for me um but not knowing any better I just kind of had to rely on almost my inner drive or inner mm. inner fighter to kind of pull through so I've always kind of believed that if you can make a path easier for someone through your own experience you can definitely teach or guide or mentor or assist people that are going through something that you've been through and that's kind of why mental health has always resonated with me and why I think a lot of my art, which is kind of my outlet as well, uh, kind of draws back to that because, yeah, I think we all want to be seen in this world and we all want mm. to be uh, acknowledged for however we're feeling, no matter how hard the situations we're going through are. And, yeah, just to have kind of an outlet to share that and hopefully empower some other people mm. is yeah a great place to start yeah what an incredible like story and I know I think for you to find the inner drive like I don't think a lot of people understand how difficult that is especially when you're like at such a low in your life as well so to see you come this far and like you know I've only known you for about like 20 minutes <laughs> it's it's so inspiring um I'm curious to know about what the creative process behind creating your pieces is. So how do you um, get something from like an idea to the final piece? Yeah, amazing question. Um, so I struggle with ADHD, <laughs> which means I am a heavy procrastinator. I get bored easily or complacent easily and... The only way that I've kind of been able to get designs out um, through Artist Apparel has just been <laughs> through setting deadlines um, and just not quitting <laughs> on those deadlines. So there isn't really a structure to how I've kind of created my designs other than setting up a prompt um, and setting up a date and just following on those two things a lot of the designs that you probably see on my website have been made either in a day in an hour <laughs> in uh, in about I don't know 
no more than a week sometimes mm. from from the day that design starts uh, to the launch date. Am I proud of that? Not necessarily, but is it how I work? Yes. <laughs> and I just kind of try to embrace that as much as possible because not everyone's perfect. And I think this is my version of being imperfect as well. And because I hand print and I've got all the supplies in my home, I can control um, the the follow through of a lot of the launches, which is great. I, I have, you know, I don't have any kind of uh, external <laughs> delays or disturbances that can stop me from um, launching any new designs. So other than other than the blank apparel itself, that's something I don't actually make. Um, mm. But other than that, because a lot of it is handmade, mm. um, yeah, that kind of process is really nice to have some sense of control over yeah Yeah. have you had like a favorite project that you've worked on oh yes so I did a collaboration about two months ago with a very talented illustrator called Carlos design and uh the project essentially started off as us loving just each other's works and us kind of having a common interest in the effects of fast fashion on the earth um, Mm -hmm. as as kind of an awareness message and I really loved that collaboration because not only was it really free-flowing but also helped me realize that I enjoy just like the elements of almost helping another artist um, out as well and creating another kind of platform where they can shine. Um, Mm. And I think I enjoy that essence of doing collaborations is not only do I get something out of it, but I can also, yeah, help another artist, even if if that, you know, um, artist is able to touch one person one new person mm-hmm. in my circle of influences that's more than enough for me yeah on top of that what are the like best and worst parts of doing artist apparel wow okay I will start with <laughs> the worst uh the worst probably is um just probably having to fill all the shoes in a small business Mm -hmm. um I think if you're a creative person you definitely probably enjoy the creation side of things more than anything else and having to kind of manage social media to manage finances um stock inventory all that fun stuff that comes with running a small business. Uh, I definitely find that with my ADHD, I struggle in those realms um, mm. because I also struggle with anxiety as of current. Um, yeah, there's a lot of mental breakdowns that definitely mm. come with having mainly high expectations on myself. Um, mm. But yeah, just just not 
feeling like you're good enough sometimes, that's always going to be a struggle. Um, the best part for me probably is community. Mm-hmm. It's not something I valued as much going into artist apparel, but I think the only reason why I've been able to continue artist apparel or even thrive in the slightest is because of the creative community and I really enjoy that aspect of having other artists that are similar or they have kind of similar visions and goals or ambitions in life to really make it in the creative industry. Um, That has helped me a lot, especially through my own mental health challenges and I, yeah, I couldn't be more grateful for the friends that I've kind of made, including Tracy and now, and now you, Wendy, as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a, like, once you get into the community, it's such a nice feeling. Like, to meet other people who are kind of in the same space. Like, for obviously a side story, I actually bumped into Eileen during a (laughs) market when I was visiting (laughs) Melbourne. And I was like, I I was like, to my partner, I follow her on Instagram. (laughs) And he's like, go talk to her. I was like, oh, I'm shy. God. Yeah. But then no we ended way. up, I ended up saying, yeah, like really, he was there. He was like, good. I was like, I follow her on Instagram. And then he was like, go talk to her. And I was like, no. <laughs> but we ended That's up, so yeah, I ended up talking. Yeah. Because so that funny. was the exact same thing that happened to me. Because when I, <laughs> as soon as I realized who you were, I kind of was uh, fangirling on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, like a highlight. Like, just yeah, so random because I'm from Sydney, thing. you're from Melbourne. Like, what are the chances, right? But it kind of makes right. sense for the market. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was awesome. Uh, what, so what has been your biggest learning from, you know, artists apparel? Or even, like, maybe your journey to, a, you know, you mentioned having multiple side hustles and now you're here. Like, what has been your biggest learning? Yeah, 100%. Um, I'd say biggest learning is just just kind of live life. I think at the end of the day, we live in such a capitalist society that, and especially hustle culture, especially in big cities and, you know, Melbourne and Sydney, that it never feels like we can take a break for ourselves Mm. or it never feels like we can, yeah, take it easy once in a while. Um, Everything's still going to be there when we come back to it. Um, so that's been, yeah, I always kind of go through experiences where I learn how to improve myself the hard way. And earlier this year, I had so many, I had so many projects that I just had said yes to. And, um, I became so overwhelmed, so anxious, so stressed, (laughs) Uh, that I actually got COVID twice in a row. Oh, no. oh my because God. I didn't learn the first time, clearly. Um, <laughs> so for some reason, I don't know, I'm not a scientist, so I can't really look into it, but I had gotten COVID. It, uh, the symptoms had lasted three weeks and I had fully healed and everything and had tested negative and no joke, I'd, caught a different strain of COVID um, only only like two weeks later after that so it was basically yeah it was basically getting COVID twice in so unlucky a month in a month that's rough that um yeah really made me rethink okay is what I'm doing healthy and Mm. (laughs) 
that's uh, kind of yeah started a a series of healthier routines since then. Mm. Yeah. On yeah. on that, like how yeah, how do you balance everything? Like, is artist apparel the only thing you do, or do you do other things outside of it? How do you balance all your priorities? Yeah. Great question. So up until about two weeks ago, I was a full-time caretaker of my brother. He got into an accident last year from a psychotic mm. episode. So he's been mm. in recovery and rehab since. Um, and that was kind of my little gateway in a way, like a little blessing in disguise, having that flexibility of not only caretaking for my brother, um, but also working on artist apparel. So I haven't had another income since the job that I got fired from uh, since I've had family support me uh, since. So I am quite privileged in that realm. Um, but I have definitely, yeah, worked really, really hard over the years yeah. to know that um, everything that I've poured my work into is my own. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful that like you know and you can recognize that everything that you've worked on is yours and like yours to share with the world as well. I think it goes back to the concept of community, right? Like I think Tracy and I can relate because when we started this podcast, we didn't know where it would take us, but you know, today's conversation is an example of how you connect with people of mm. similar I guess passions um, and have similar stories, but also like different lived experiences that we can all learn from. So, um, yeah, I'm just sitting here like soaking it all in. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to you both, by the way, for starting this thank podcast you. and oh, for season two. That's so exciting. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a lot of work, but um, you know, I think it's it's so rewarding because we get to talk to people like yourselves and hear yeah. your story too. Yeah, I think yeah. with any creative endeavor, you don't realize. Maybe you don't realize the amount of work that goes into it until you <laughs> get into it. 100%, but it's worth it at the 100%. end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has your life changed um, heaps since you started Artist Apparel? I know it hasn't been long, but yeah. It hasn't been long. No, it's only been, I mean, just celebrated one year uh, this oh, month. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And. I would say I have become definitely more confident in myself since starting. A lot of my natural characteristics haven't changed. I'm probably still the same person I was a year ago, but I'm definitely more confident and more forgiving of myself, um, which is something I still struggle with a lot, just having uh the decency to tell myself you're okay you're fine you're gonna you're gonna do great you know that kind of self-talk or positive affirmations um has really been a huge huge change for me um yeah I would say the confidence is the, the biggest thing and also knowing um that confidence kind of stretches out to my work ethic because Previously, especially knowing my lack of ability to focus on tasks uh, long term, uh, I kind of also believed that I was a serial failure in a way or just mm. someone who would start and then never never follow through, never finish. 
Um, so it's kind of helped me believe that, oh, I can, I can mm. actually follow through and I, I can actually have a business that is still going uh, despite, despite my um, insecurities or differences. Yeah, maybe you, you probably had to go through all those things to find out the thing that you were really passionate about and would actually, you know, follow through with. I think it's a nice kind of, all the failures were worth it because now you're here doing this. Yeah. Um, what are your future goals with Artist Apparel? Apparel, What's next for you? I feel like this could be an hour-long answer. <laughs> <laughs> um. I've always been really ambitious, so I think it comes with the entrepreneurial terrain is there's never an end point <laughs> for me. There's always something new to explore. Um, I definitely have probably the biggest goals I have right now are my sustainability goals. So I really believe in kind of a circular fashion future, and I also mm. believe in um, a biodegradable future so wanting to in the long run create maybe a new way of looking at fast fashion and mm. having that fast fashion actually be biodegradable fashion or fashion that is temporary and and goes back into the earth and currently now I'm doing that at, at a smaller scale which is jewelry making and I've been able to do a lot of research on different types of eco-based plastics. So there's thermoplastic, which is um, completely biodegradable within, I think it's 45 days of cool. it being composted in in the right in the right regulations. And I've also discovered and been experimenting with a eco-based resin that's been made out of soybean oil. So wow. a lot of a lot of endeavors for me to kind of create more sustainability because that's where not only the future is but it's also where I ethically align mm. and I could probably run through so many other goals but those are probably the main ones is to find and experiment and just keep trying different methods that haven't been tried before because I know I can mm. be an artist and I can just make money off mm. being an artist but yeah. to be an artist that has sustainable visions attached to it I think it's not I don't think it's been done often before and I want I kind of want to be able to pave that direction so that hopefully um, some of the upcoming generations can actually change the way that, you know, art can be consumed or can be bought mm. uh, that doesn't have to affect the planet as negatively as it is or can be right now. Yeah, for sure. I recently went to um, the big design markets here in Sydney. Nice. How was it? It was so good. It was like, I was really surprised at how many creators there were there. Um, and it was just like, I was almost overwhelmed because it was like paralysis <laughs> by choice of how, much, how many things I could buy. Um, yeah. But obviously I was like, I need to 
put a limit on how much I can buy because I could buy everything. But I feel like everything that you've just described about your process of finding something new and exploring it, um, especially with like jewelry making, I feel like I didn't really see all that much at the big design market around that. So I think it's a really like unique perspective to have or a unique take to share with the world because I personally don't feel like I've been exposed to any of that Mm. before. So I'm really excited for your future and what we see come out of Artists Apparel. Thank Um, you so much. Do you have any advice for any like listeners who are either emerging artists or wanting to start up their own business? Yeah, I would say two, two parts, two parts to that question is one, you have time and two, just just try things um even if you're scared i have by the way is swearing allowed on this podcast yes yes okay. yes <laughs> i have this kind of running joke with my friend is that um if you're not shitting your pants in what you're doing you're not you're not growing and i think we made it a slogan between ourselves because i i kid you not i think there's so many times that i still do things and even though I think I'll always feel those I think I'll always feel this way where I just feel like I am kind of shitting my pants not literally (laughs) but metaphorically and having that kind of fear and and doubt and even just the imposter syndrome is it's a sign that you're growing and um yeah I would say the other part of that answer is know that you can grow at your own pace if the only reason why you're not pursuing something uh that you love or that you want to do is because of fear that is not the reason to not try and if you have other reasons like priorities or studies or work that's completely valid but if the only reason why you're not starting something is because of fear um that Mm. is definitely something to kind of work on and try to combat within yourself and Mm. yeah I love that yeah I feel like I was just thinking about how COVID has made us all so comfortable Comfortable. and like (laughs) oh that's so true yeah I'm so guilty of that like I, I tried starting something of my own as well um during COVID and like I've kind of like left it to just I don't know. I don't even know what the term is, but left it to die. <laughs> <laughs> what did you start, by the way? Can I ask? Um, it was like making making jewelry as well. That's and, so cool. And it was mainly because like my ears are really sensitive to jewelry, and then it started off as like just making it just for fun. But then I was like, oh, this is actually something that like I really enjoy doing, and I want to share it with the world. Um, but it also benefits me because I can't just wear like normal jewelry. So mm. I was like looking into hyperallergenic jewelry and stuff like that. But it's like you saying all those things has really made me question like, what am I doing with this <laughs> thing that I've built, and why can't why am I finding it so hard to kind of go back to it? Um, and I've just like left it in the back of my mind because <laughs> I just don't want to face it. Um, but yeah, you saying all that has made me kind of think like, oh, I should probably go back to it. And is it like fear of where it could take me or like the fear of like giving up on something that actually doesn't mean that much? And I think you saying that you've started all these businesses as well. And I think there's a big 
it takes a lot of courage to also realize when something doesn't work out for you as well, because it's not what you're truly passionate in. And I think like throughout the whole conversation today, like you've touched on themes of that as well. So yeah, just so much to, to have learned from this conversation. So thank you so much for sharing. Awesome. Um, I think that's a nice kind of place to wrap up our conversation. But what we always do is we have these three dinner table questions, <laughs> fun, quick fire type questions that we normally ask our guests. So the first question is, what is your favorite place in the world? Ah, uh, Melbourne. Even though really, have, yeah. <laughs> even though I have travelled to about eighteen different countries, around, around four continents. Uh, yeah, it's it always comes back to Melbourne, which is quite funny. Yeah. Wow, that kind of gave me chills because I feel like normally when people when you ask people these questions, <laughs> it's always a place where they're not living in. But the fact that your favourite place is where is where your home is, that's really nice. I had to leave to appreciate it. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The second question is, if money and time wasn't an issue, what would you be doing right now? And money and time wasn't an issue? Yeah. Does that include opportunity as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd love to just curate a show. So be an art curator um, and just help other artists that are up and coming or just, you know, they're just starting out or just need, you know, kind of that helping hands. I would love mm. to, yeah, curate a show. I mean, I do have fantasies of doing something um, on a one-off basis in New York. Uh, but yeah, overall to just curate would be really cool. Very possible. I, I see that in yeah. the future for you. <laughs> We're going to stay tuned. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Definitely going to yeah. happen, but not, it will. Sure. not sure when. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the last one. What has been your biggest life lesson? Uh, man. Um, so there's a, there's a kind of saying that I love to follow. Uh by Confucius is like it does not matter how slowly you go as long as you don't stop mm -hmm. I think oftentimes I will yeah I will feel like I'm failing because when you when you compare if you're successful or if you're a failure based on results you will always have a bias towards being a failure or that you're failing and I think it's important to always know that yeah the journey is just as much just as important as um the little milestones that you kind of go on and and create for yourself and yeah I think that's really important that's a nice note to end on yeah <laughs> thank you guys thank you so much for yeah, letting me be part of this. It's so exciting to see how you both have kind of created something new that doesn't exist out there. And yeah, it's really wonderful. Yeah, I think the same can be said for yourself. Yeah. Like this, this whole time I've been just thinking like you really need to give yourself or we all need to give ourselves a credit for the things that we've done, you know, because we are so focused as like, I guess, really ambitious people on where we're going and where we're 
looking in the future that we always forget to like look back and reflect on all the milestones. So I hope today is kind of like given everyone that lesson as well. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for taking the time. Thank and thank you. you. Thank you to Tracy as well for like connecting all of us up. Because... Thank you to the internet, guys. <laughs> yes. Networking has is, is got a whole new future, I think, with the online yeah. community for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you so much for, you know, spending your Saturday morning with us. I have really, really enjoyed thank you. this conversation. I'm so excited uh, yeah. for you all and, yeah, excited to see what you do with this um, episode and just see what yeah. you continue to do. Thank you, Bryce. Likewise. Um, we will put all your kind of your links to Artist Apparel, anything you want to plug in the show notes. So everybody go check that out. Go check out Eileen. Go support her. Everybody, thank you for listening to our podcast again. And, you know, thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye.